ridiculous. So hello, Declan James here, giving you an insight into what it's like here at the Manchester Open. The PSA World Tour has restarted, albeit a lot differently to how we expected. But, you know, that's the circumstances that the world's in at the moment. But it's great that squash is back. Um, And so we are now officially in the tournament bubble. So... One of the, I guess, main factors about being back on the World Tour is that we're competing in our own little bubbles. So we're here at the McDonald Manchester Hotel, a couple of minutes away from the National Squash Centre, which is the venue this week. And um, yeah, we're, we're under some strict protocols, understandably so. All of the players... Um, inside the bubble have to stay inside the bubble inside the tournament hotel Um, you know and making sure that we're staying out of each other's ways um, where where possible so you know yeah it's going to be a lot of time in the hotel room um, more so than usual normally we're out and about going for dinners and coffees and, and all the rest of it but you know it looks it's a little bit different this week uh, just something that we're all going to have to adapt to um, quite fortunate I suppose for um, as English players playing in this event because we don't have far to travel and we can sort of bring a few more provisions from home so I've uh, brought a lot of food and drink with me a lot of water and cereals and coffee. Um, I've bought my PlayStation um, for a bit of entertainment. Um, you know, the laptop to, to get some work done, um, my book and and whatever else. Um, so the entertainment is is all sorted. Um, you know, I've packed well and, and brought all my my nutritional requirements and everything so that's good and I think it's uh, it's going to be a test this week mentally um, as much as physically there's just so many unknown factors because you know it's the first tournament back obviously we've had the period of of, of lockdown so there's there's a lot of unknown um, you know unknown quantities in terms of where everyone's level and standard is going to be at and um, and then also you've got to deal with the fact that being in the bubble, we uh, we are obviously having to isolate ourselves quite a lot. So, you know, how are the players going to handle that that situation in terms of not being able to surround themselves with other people and, um, you know, not being able to have our coaches here or our support team? So it's a very different look. I mean, with, with all that being said, though, I'm absolutely buzzing to get back onto court playing um, competitive squash. You know, it's going to be a fascinating week. It's great that Squash is back on uh, Squash TV um, for the for the fans and the supporters to get back into it and, and, and watch some live Squash. So, yeah, just going to bring you daily updates about what life's like in the bubble. And, um, yeah, hope you enjoy and um, see you tomorrow. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Around the Course Squash podcast. Squash is officially back. What a time to be alive. That was Declan James, who you just heard giving us insight into what life is like entering the Bubele as he gets ready for his first round of match. My name is Arthur Gaskin. With me as ever, Stuart Crawford and Christopher Sackby. How you doing, fellas? 
Doing great. Squash is on. What should I want? Yeah, got the got the triple screen going on the computer, trying to multitask, watching two matches and getting a little work done all at the same time. Jeez, fair play. I, I had two screens on, but admittedly, one was the Tour de France, one was the squash, and then I was also keeping one eye on the uh, on my daughter. She thinks she has priority, but today she definitely did not. <laughs> that's that's a serious multitasking. That's, that's also three eyes you've got there. One on one screen, one on the other <laughs> screen, and still one left for the daughter. How does that work? Uh, she she walked away with a few bumps and bruises. <laughs> <laughs> You're just giving her some life lessons. Tough love. You know, figure it out for yourself, Nola. Huh? Before we get into it, just listen to Declan James there. Great call bringing the PlayStation with him. What would you fellas bring into the bubble? See, I thought the great call on that was the, the snacks and drinks. That's where I would have gone straight away. Like, straight to make sure I have enough food to get me through the day. Yeah, if I only, if I, if I had limited, you know, limited um, space, I think I'd go with the computer. I've kind of phased out of the gaming, unfortunately. Um, You've grown I did, up. I, I did enjoy it. Um, but computer and then yeah i think i i think the biggest thing i'd struggle with is the uh like the takeaway food for every meal um Mm -hmm. i really like cooking i really kind of like you know my doing my own thing having to like uber eats three times a day uh i'd struggle so yeah i guess trying to bring in some food but it'd be nice to be able to cook yourself a hot meal i don't know if they have that ability I mean, to be fair, you'd really do that in the tour anyway. The only difference is you'd normally go out and eat in a restaurant rather than getting takeout. But, but the, the option to cook is not something that many players get very often on tour. So I don't think that would be an issue. True, true. If I had the luxury of being able to do it, I'd bring my coffee machine and the grinder, make myself a lovely little flat white every morning. You need it. You oh, need you, it. You do. You do. And then what was interesting as well to hear, you know, the only way you could practice was either hand solo or uh, practice with your opponent, what would you go for? I think I'd probably go solo just because I'm an antisocial, selfish prick, but <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm pretty easy in terms of like, I can, I think I can separate the, uh, separate the, you know, casual hit versus the match. So I'd be fine practicing with someone and then, in the, you know, six hours after I just, uh, or I guess it was the day before, right? Technically, because there's no yeah. practice course on the day of. Oh, yeah. The next 24 hours leading up to the match, I'd just be, I'd just be uh, coming up with stories in my head as to why I hate that person and just get nice and angry for the real battle. Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Was, I, I swear that was always my move. I'd be perfectly polite talking to someone. Hey, yeah, good to see you. You know, how's, how's school? And then and then just start shredding them inside my head. Sorry, sorry to those people. Dude. Arthur, how about you? I'd probably, I'd probably take the practice uh, with my opponent and just come out with a couple of, jeez, uh, hitting a good ball today. Watch <laughs> out. <laughs> oh, that one stayed short, didn't it? Ooh. <laughs> Again, another sidewall. Sad news just before we get into it for Daryl Selby, who had to re- withdraw in the last minute due to a hamstring injury. But there was interest in speculation on his attorney put down a kind of a, a tweet that w- with language that wasn't definitive if he was going to come back or not. So hopefully, hopefully we will see Daryl back. Great player, lovely mover. He certainly deserves to finish his career on his own terms. And then I saw something on social media kind of confirming that Greg and Diego both tested negative for COVID, 
but they were in contact with someone who had tested positive after that um, event in Prague or at some point in their, in their stay in Prague there within the last few days. So hopefully, hopefully they stay negative and they're good to go for the next one. But yeah, kind of, you know, unlucky there. Do you think they were doing a Djokovic style nightclub celebration after Gautier's big win? <laughs> well, he does like to post a few moves, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. And the other player that we we speculated on uh, that also had to withdraw was Miguel Rodriguez. And I think I saw on social media that he also confirmed that his was not a positive test, but I think there's still pretty stringent uh, travel restrictions in Colombia. And I think he had difficulty getting across to Manchester. So he's hoping to be able to play the two events in, in Cairo next month or later this month. But that was the reason for him. So round one, what do we think, fellas? Well, yeah, I turned in straight away. Um, first match actually was uh, a former Penn alum, which was great to see. Um, I don't actually know her that well because she graduated about three years ago, so long before I started at Penn. But uh, Melissa Alves against Sal Mahani. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty good match. Um, it's always interesting to see how people um, have prepared and I think both players were fairly evenly matched early on. Um, I think we're really told was Sama was just a little bit more clinical, a few less errors throughout the match and probably had a little bit more variety to our game, especially in terms of pace. I felt like Melissa had a tendency to just hit with probably too much pace sometimes. I know she's a good athlete, strong, powerful mover, hits the ball well, but sometimes when she was under pressure, she could have benefited from just lifting a little bit. But yeah, good match to start us off um, and enjoyed it. I got straight into uh, Paul Cole and Baptiste Musotti. That was my sort of outside call for one of the best first rounds or one of, one to look out for. And it certainly didn't disappoint. First two games were were ferocious, really. You know, tit for tat, uh, shared the bo- both games at 11-9 apiece. But Paul, as expected, and not as expected, but certainly physically didn't really dwindle. And it was is how cool and how collected and how composed he was. You know, when Baptiste posed some threat, he uh, was, was really, really impressive. Stuck to what he was doing, trusted his, his game plan, put it away, and that he did. Yeah, I would, I would think it's got to be super hard mentally to play Paul at any time of the year, but first event back after six months and you're probably, what, 45 minutes into it and you know that you're not even halfway done uh, and he's still probably looking pretty fresh he doesn't ever seem to to give off any signs of weakness there so it's like it's just got to be tough to be like okay I'm pretty tired here um you know how how am I gonna how am I gonna play for another hour to beat this guy just physically hard to do too but it's gotta be tough mentally it's hard enough when you're in that spot when you at least have the consolation that your opponent might be feeling it as well but with Paul you sort of question whether that's the case so yeah I agree now, while that match was on, I was actually watching the glass court match, which was Tarek Moman against Abdullah Al-Tamimi, which was one of the matches we highlighted in our preview episode. Um, like I said, in that we, we played at the World Championships and had a real battle there. Um, Tamimi started really strongly again, came out. Um, I was just thinking, I can't think of anyone worse to play than Tamimi in your first match back. I mean, Tarek would be pretty tough. Um, just 
because of the way he moves the ball around, takes it in short more than most. You kind of just want to sort of ease yourself back in, a few rallies at the back of the court, feel like you're getting a bit of a groove, and none of them, neither of those players are going to give you that at all. Yeah, um, I, we, we, I, I peg them as like my two nightmare matchups in squash, in all of squash. I mean, the ridiculous touch in the front, super, both super deceptive. I mean, I don't think I would even come close to touching a boast that either of them hit um yeah nightmare mashups and i mean probably one of the more fun i I remember the their last match and this one just like so fast so attacking um so tricky it's definitely one of the more fun uh pairs to watch when they go up against each other yeah and it was the same today i mean um to me we won the first game Tarek started to come back in the towards the end of it but then really from the start of the second game he started to extend the rallies and uh, forced to me to maybe lose a little bit of his patience, um, probably less structured in the way that he was uh, setting up his rallies. And then gradually the arrows started coming or he started to open the court up a little bit early, too early. And by the third game, he, he also started to look quite tired. So not sure whether he's been training as hard as usual or he's just a player that needs hard matches to get himself in that top shape. But certainly... Tarek was looking comfortable and then he got 9-4 up in the fourth game, looked like he was about to wrap it up and then suddenly out of nowhere to Mimi just came straight back, got back to 9-all and you're thinking this could still go to 5 but uh, Tarek managed to close it out 1-4 To Mimi has the ability to do that as well, just reel off 4 or 5 quick winners and boom Interesting you say that about the, um, the physical side and the hard matches It'll be interesting to see how everyone pulls up as you, you boys, we, we've all done a hard summer's training at, at, at one point or another. And regardless of how hard you train, you go back for those first few practice matches and it's, it's tough. It doesn't necessarily translate as, as quickly as, as you might think. When it does, it's great. It'll be interesting to see how that has an impact on some of the, some of the players this week. Yeah, I did, I, and even those, no matter how hard the practice match is, there's no real um, substitute for for a tournament match, right? Like you just, you can't, you can't mimic that, what that excitement and a little bit of extra pressure does to like your heart rate and just like the way, you know, the intensity and the way you're hitting the ball. So, um, but overall squash looked pretty good. The seeds, seeds are, seeds are looking strong. Uh, Lucy Termo from England, uh, took out Nada Abbas just a bit ago here, but, uh, other than that, the seeds of all one. What? Um, Shout out, Lucy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know her quite well, right, Arthur? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great kid. I remember when she was like uh, coached her when she first started playing, like at ten, eleven years of age. Her, she's got two older brothers that were good players, and yeah, I mean, at the time, I think she was a really good gymnast, so she was a great athlete, and she got into squash kind of through her brothers and never really looked back, and yeah. Josh and Ben, shout out, fellas. I was actually just checking. Uh, so she beat Nada Abbas, who, believe it or not, she played in the last tournament before lockdown in the first round as well, which was the black ball open in Cairo. Now, Nada won that match. Then she went on and upset um, Joshna Chinapa. Then she was due to play Nuran Gohar, who pulled out, and suddenly she finds herself in the quarterfinals of a platinum event almost out of nowhere. Um, 
and off the back of that, she's actually jumped up into the top 20 in the world for the first time in her career. So great win there for Lucy. And the tower board in the house for the whole of lockdown. <laughs> one, of the, one of the other matches I, I watched quite a bit of was a friend of the program, Danielle Eterno, who is all close games, uh, you know, 11-8, 7-11, 12-10, 11-8. So Danielle got the second to tie it up one all, and I think she was up 9-6 in the third um and looked pretty good and uh yeah few just nadine shaheen um you know turned it up a little bit and then she hit the uh crack on the slideable it, it's the convertible um wall for the softball doubles and she hit the she hit the front crack and it came out about three feet from the front wall off oh. of like a hard hit drive which was a little bit unlucky that one might have took them to like nine all and then, uh, yeah, just a little bit too much momentum to, to once you took that third. Um, but yeah, Danielle looked look good. I'm sure, you know, she wishes she would have taken that one, but um, solid showing. Any other any other good ones that you guys watched? I like the uh, Serm Sobi Sabrina Sobi match. That was pretty good good action. Yeah, that was another one we spoke about in our preview episode. Um, Sabrina obviously has a, had a really successful season last year and really gave Camille a run for her money in the first two games in particular. Um, lost the first, but then came back strongly, won the second. And there really wasn't a huge amount between them. Good quality squash from both of them. Um, Sabrina definitely showing that she has the potential to keep moving up the rankings. And I would bet good money that she'll break the top 20 in the near future. Certainly, I would imagine within... 12 months, I would expect to be in the top 20 in the world. Um, but Camille will be happy to come through. She looked pretty solid and um, just at the, the crucial moment, she just seemed to be able to either, it's hard to tell whether she raised her level or whether Sabrina just got a little bit tense and her level dropped off a little bit, but wasn't much in it at all. Um, so yeah, I think they'll both be happy with that their performances in that match. Yeah. Kind of followed a similar pattern to the Paul Cole Baptiste match, where the higher ranked player just yeah, kept it together for just a little bit longer, and the Baptiste and um, Sabrina maybe dropped off like two or three percent. And at this level, I guess that's that's all it takes really to start to see a few cracks. Yeah, and just in those big moments, I notice like the top, the top, top players, they like really wait for their spot. They know exactly what situation they want to they want to take the ball in or, you know, they wait for that situation where they've got two or three options and they've got the person kind of stranded. Whereas um, some of the players that have more to more to win, I, they sometimes get a little bit um, anxious and put the ball in at the wrong time or, you know, fine cut it a little bit. Don't use the lob, you know, try and kind of counterattack at a pressure. Um, yeah. And those, you know, I just thought Serum was pretty uh, pretty strong in the decision-making to, to close out. One of the matches that's coming up in two days now after today's results was um, Paul's now playing Faris Dasuki. I caught a little bit of his match with one of my former teammates, Alan Klein. Alan actually had a chance to win the second game. I started watching it 9-8 in the second game. Alan won that rally to go 10-8 and had a couple of game balls and actually had a Great chance to to win the game. He played a brilliant rally, got his opening, and then just snatched that volley into the tin. And then Dasuki went on and won the tie break. And then in the 
third game was unplayable. I mean, came out flying, hit a couple of nicks, got some confidence up, and then just played some outrageous squash. Uh, ended up winning that game 11-1. Um, and yeah, Alan looked a little bit dejected, but I don't think there was much he could have done in that third. So yeah, those two playing in the next round. I mean, Basuki's been someone that's, I feel like he's been on the verge of it, getting it into the top eight, top 10 for a while. Um, he's always a threat. He obviously had injury problems a couple of years ago and came back pretty strongly. But yeah, I think that'll be a really good match to watch. Yeah, he looked pretty. He looked pretty explosive um, moving today. So looks healthy. What a beast! Yeah. So what was your highlight of the day, Arthur? Did you see any other matches? Are we too busy with your daughter and Tour de France? <laughs> Probably more busier with the latter. <laughs> that sounds terrible. To be fair, it was a great stage, so you're forgiven. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, geez. Like the max gradient up that climb in Grenoble was twenty four percent. Right, that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing to watch. Roglic, my man, just pulled away in the end, extended his lead. My pick of the game, I, I really enjoyed watching Baptiste and Paul play. I love the way Baptiste plays, like the way he hits the ball, how aggressive he is. He had some nice holes. And then on the flip side, I also really enjoyed just seeing how disciplined and focused and cool and composed Paul looked throughout the whole match. And he's going to be tough. That's, that's a cracker of a match uh, lined up on Friday with uh, Perez Suzuki. How about you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I tried to get, was trying to get some stuff done today, so I'd kind of jump in and out of matches, but, um, yeah, looking, you know, I think the Abdullah Turek match was my, uh, my favorite today. It's just crazy fast. And it's, it's, those are two guys that like, you know, you, you can, I can think of the, the fittest I've ever been, the fastest I've ever been, the best I've ever been playing. And I'm just like, yeah, I, I, I would never belong on the court with those two. I don't, you know, couldn't, couldn't imagine it. Um, so that was, uh, yeah, that was a good one to watch. Day two, we got some, uh, some big time friends of the program coming on. We do. Just, just quickly, a couple of other matches that I caught. Um, saw most of the Shibagi Kandra match. Um, Kandra started really well. He was actually up 8-4 in the first and then lost the next seven points to Shibagi. I'm not sure if Kendra's good start was maybe because that he'd played in Prague last week and was actually the only player in the draw that had played that event and had some matches under his belt. But once Shibagi got going, he looked really sharp. Um, we are talking earlier about fitness and how, how it's going to be quite unusual to try and back up and there might be a bit more stiffness. The other thing I think is going to be a challenge is the sharpness and moving well. Um, the other two things that I always struggle with the most when I don't play, just I feel like I'm hitting the ball okay, but I just can't react, can't read the game as well, and my movement just feels off. But like I said, Shabagi didn't seem like he was suffering from any of that. And yeah, it seems like he's left off where he uh, started where he left off after Canary Wharf at the end of March. Had a fine uh, beard on him as well. He did. So did Joy in the commentary box. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if they're having a beard off. I saw a little bit of uh, talk in his interview about that. He said that he's, he's quite happy with it and he's planning to keep it for a while. But um, And the other player I just caught a little bit of there was uh, Joel King, um, who's defending champion from last year and looked pretty good. Wasn't really tested. Um, playing against the Latvian 
player who I'd seen play once before at a tournament in Edinburgh. Um, but I think probably her first time on squash TV. So she's probably pretty happy to get into the draw. She was the last player in on ranking, um, but didn't really put up much of a challenge to Joel. Quite impressive, you know, to have maybe probably the first Latvian female playing in one of the major events and on squash TV and there's a good buzz. Hopefully, hopefully she's getting a good following back home. Yeah, absolutely. And we got Will, Will Strupp and Abu Elgar both on right now. Both looking good. So now we're going to hear from our second uh, player who's keeping a little audio diary for us this week. Um, former British national champion and current Welsh internationalist, world number nine. Beat Nur El Tayyip here at this event last year. One of our best wins ever. So thanks to Tesney for doing this. And also good luck to Tesney in our match tomorrow against Zina Makawi from Egypt. Um, good luck to Declan James as well for, for his audio diary. He's playing against Victor Cruen. So hoping both of them can get the win and then keep giving us some updates from inside the bubble. Here's Tesney. Hey guys, it's Tesney here coming from Manchester. Um, exciting day today. Uh, finally being back to competition and... Yeah, day one of Manchester Open 2020. So first first professional tournament, um, world tour uh, event to happen internationally um, since pre uh, post-COVID. So absolutely buzzing to be here, if I'm honest. I think all the players are so excited. I mean, everyone at practice today is it's just buzzing to be back. It's so good to see uh, friends and uh, albeit very distanced, obviously. It's, it's great to be back. So I'll update you on... On day one, really, of the competition bubble, as as we're calling it, um, preparation, obviously, and training has all been done now before coming into the bubble. Uh, fortunately, obviously, I sustained a ankle injury in January, which was which was pretty gutting at a crucial time of the season. Um, but it's over now. I've I've had loads of time. Silver lining of COVID for me was being able to get proper rehab on my ankle injury, which feels really good now. Feels really strong. Um, so that's that's been a real big positive for me as being able to to work on that as well as um, prepare myself ready to, for competition again. So uh, restrictions over in the UK. I I live in Wales, so it's been pretty strict um, in terms of squash. Uh, we we finally get back on court at the end of July, um, which was great. And um, yeah, the, the last couple of weeks in England. They've announced squash uh, social bubbles, so pick six people to hit with um, that you can play squash with that you don't have to socially distance and stick to that same six. So it's been great over the last few weeks for the pros to be able to get some match play in in preparation. So it's it's been really good. Last few weeks have been really exciting knowing that Manchester was coming up. Um, so we're all really happy to be here. Um, so yeah, the the protocols here are pretty strict, but I think... All the fans and everyone listening to this and, and all the players will, will all agree that we'll do whatever it takes to have a competition back up and running again. It feels like it's been ages, obviously. It's been a really tough time for for the whole world with, with obviously it being a pandemic. So um, we're just all really happy to be back and everyone's healthy, which is which is the most important thing, I think. Um, so, yeah, we basically, everyone had to enter the bubble today, as they're calling it, which means that we have our own bubble of all the squash players are in. Um, and it basically means that we had to have a test 72 hours before arriving 
to the competition today. Um, and it had to obviously be a negative test that you had to do in your own time. Get that, and then you were allowed to arrive at the hotel. Once arrival at the hotel, we had another test, which was done in-house here in Manchester at the hotel, which was a very quick turnaround of two to four hours. Um, in that time, then, you get tested, and you, you go straight to your room. It's single rooms for the week, um, which I'm sure some of us and most of us are quite happy to have a little bit of our own space. So, um, albeit weird, obviously, on the tour, we normally share a room with somebody. So, definitely missing our friends right now. But I think we all like our own space at times. So, not complaining on that front, I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, once the test then came back, we were allowed to practice this evening. Um, interesting one was it was either solo practice or hit with your opponent to obviously mitigate not playing with loads of other people on the tour. So, very interesting having to hit with your um with your opponent that you're playing. So that's a new one for us all to experience, but we all got on with it. Most people did um, or chose to do solo practice and um, was nice to get a good 25 minutes on the glass court today before um, competition this week. Um, so, yeah, that that was really good. And then um, the basic rules are we don't leave the hotel. Now we're in the bubble. Everyone tested negative, which is great news for the tour, um, is that we're only allowed to stay in our rooms or we are allowed to go downstairs and take uh, like takeout from Deliveroo or Uber Eats we have over here and we're allowed to have that, uh, take it to our room and obviously eat it. Or they have actually made a, uh, a big room in the hotel with social distance tables on that players are allowed to go down there and eat their food there just to feel like you're, you're not stuck in your room the whole time. Um, but basically that's the only place we can go and masks to be worn everywhere um, and only leave the hotel for one reason and that is to go to your match. Um, no practice throughout the week due to social distancing, due to courts uh, usage. So no players will be having practice in the morning as we normally do or practice on rest days, days off, etc., um, which is very abnormal to us. But again, something that I think is very minor in the grand scheme of things of being able to get this tournament back up and running. Um, we're only allowed to travel to the event with uh, the player that we're playing that day. A lot of the UK players here are lucky enough that we have our own cars, so that's that's been great. So yeah, that's 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 day one, day one out the way. Practice ready. The tournament obviously is is beginning tomorrow. So excited! I think the biggest thing that we're all going to miss is having fans there and people watching in the crowd. It's going to be very strange to most of us. I mean, those of us that fist pump a lot, which uh, I tend to do, it's going to be difficult not having you know the fans around to pump you up if you're losing or in any case if you're also winning. So it's really difficult. Um, and something that I think we'll we'll all miss. But one thing's for sure is that I know that uh, it's great to have squash back and squash on squash TV for everyone to watch. So let's hope for a good tournament. Starts tomorrow. Um, I don't play till Thursday, but uh, nice day to just relax tomorrow and and get myself ready for Thursday. So we'll keep you updated. We done. That'll do. That'll do, donkey. Yeah, you donkeys. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,